Welcome back to another round of Chaos Movies, hosted by your man, Chris. Tonight I'm going to talk about, um, oh, it's not a childhood favourite, but it's a, it's a favourite for me, and also now a favourite for my kids, well, has been for a little bit, but it's all like a tradition. Um, I'm sure there's a lot of people out there that will probably have the same setup at, at Christmas time. Um, hashtag Christmas 2020, what? So... We do the Polar Express tradition. Um, I mean, there's millions of Christmas movies out there. Die Hard 1, 2 even. They're always, you know, well, the first two are always set in that wintry sort of scene. Obviously, I'm an Aussie, so we don't get that winter thing. But um, we always want it. And I, I suppose it's one of those things that we want what we can't have. And I reckon if you're over there, you'd be like, fuck, get me back to the beach. Um, so... You know, you all probably have your your choices for Christmas, but our kids and and uh, my ex and I especially love Polar Express. So uh, we'll talk a little bit about it. I mean, it's it's really interesting. I've been watching it for quite some time. I believe it was finished or made in twenty uh, two thousand four, um, produced by Zemeckis, and um, uh, there's some decent soundtrack work in there. Obviously, my favourite would have to be uh, Josh Groban singing Believe at the end. Josh Groban's a kind of an interesting dude, you know. He's done a little bit of acting. His um, music work is not not massive for us over here, but some of the stuff I've heard, you know, he can. he's on, He's a baritone or almost a baritone, more of a – I think it's not, not the other – it's a tenor. I think he's a tenor voice, which is really strange um, when you look at him and you can sing like that. So that's great. So he finishes – he finishes off the soundtrack credits with that, with that uh, song, and it just gets me. We 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 make a point the entire year. We do not watch this movie. Um, we see it advertised on Channel Seven Nine or whatever. We'll put it on, and we'll be like, "Oh shit, turn it up!" You know, not until Christmas time. I know the kids are going to get older, and it's eventually going to change. But at the moment, our kids are young, and it's our tradition. So, this movie's uh, mostly acted by. Um, or voiced over because it's animation. If you haven't seen it, uh, is Tom Hanks. So he plays the conductor, the train ghost, uh, Ebenezer Scrooge puppet, Santa himself, uh, the kid's dad, and narrates it. And there's one more voice he does, but I can't remember. So obviously the story follows a young boy who doesn't believe. Uh, it's really interesting. I mean, I do have a bone to pick. I've watched this movie so many times and I love it. I, I, it the animations were off the charts. It's 2004. Now when you watch it, you can still enjoy it, but the it's a little bit it's a little bit slower in the way of animations these days. When you watch it, you can see the, the when the kids are running or there's something happening. Um, the, the special effects are sharp, but the movements of the mouth and the body are sort of not in tune with the with how a person would run. So obviously now nowadays, you know, fast forward 16 years, technology has, has picked up a crap load of um, different capabilities that they can do. So in this movie, you know, it starts off, yeah, so obviously the, the thing that I, I pick is during the movie, the kids, he's a little bit, you know, um, sceptical of um, Santa being real and which we know the big guy is real for certain he's real I mean I'm I'm a massive I'm a massive believer I've, I've spent some time dreaming about the Polar Express myself and um, got myself a bell hangs on my tree Polar Express written on it 
jingles and everything for me. So um, that's that. But when the kid's going, when he sort of wakes up and he hears a bell and he goes outside and he sees his parents and um, he's like, oh, it's just dad wearing a hat. So it's not Santa. So, he, of course, he's going down negative town and um, he opens up his drawer and pulls out all these things. Now, this is what bugs me is because he's got these tabloid newspapers or magazines or articles about department store Santa being fake and all this kind of stuff and another one where kid catches blah, 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 whatever, Santa suit. And I'm thinking, what world do, <laughs> what world do we live in, especially in this movie where the tabloids are going to print – something about being fake i mean you're not supposed to look in the movies that much but that's pretty that's a clerical error right i mean it's pretty it's pretty classic to to mess up like that in my book um you know but kids don't pick that part up but i I just see it and just go that's a bit untidy you could probably come out and just go you know because that's the one thing in this world that keeps us all united in in some way, shape or form, is the spirit of Christmas, right? I mean, that's what the spirit of Christmas is. It's about believing, um, uh, well, as the movie goes on, uh, leadership, humility, humble, um, caring, just, you know, just all around fucking being nice to each other and helping out others that need and so on and so on. But this movie likes to point out that there's a newspaper chain of or tabloids or whatever that seem to think the big red man is fake. So obviously I thought that was a weird part. Um, I love, I really love Easter eggs. Um, well, not Easter eggs, but little clues throughout the movie, you know, message, you know, like the, the great Marlon Wayans or Damon Wayans message in one of his movies where you hear them say something and you're like, message you know they're trying to they're trying to speak out to everyone that's watching it they do it it's a little bit too obvious in this movie but remembering it is an animation primarily meant for kids uh it doesn't have that quirky um well it does a little bit of quirky stuff with the ghost train he says some stuff that probably relates to adults but most of the stuff is all for kids um a lot of animations these days you can tell the co uh not co-written but uh co scripted no it's the same thing they're basically written things so it adapts to adults and kids so that's that's fine that's now that's what the audience wants that's what the people want and that's it but in polar express it's all for the kids so so that's that's the that's the gist of that part uh i mean if you look at it if you look at the movie depends on what you want out of a movie right if you're watching christmas movies especially for me it's all about building up, just building up the spirit. The spirit's already in you. You already know that. So this movie does a good job in setting the setting the tone. We all raised with snow white Christmases or, or uh, white Christmas and the flakes and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, the, the fireplaces going, the chimney smoking and all that kind of stuff. And this movie really sets the scene for that. So... Other than that, it doesn't have a massive amount. It, it, it was really playing with its new special effects, I believe, in animation in <clears throat> 2004. I don't know what they were, but they, they spent a bit of time. I believe this movie came out in 3D or 4D at one point, and that's why they spend a lot of the movie going through crazy scenes where um, if you want to get close enough to your TV or you're a rich prick and you've got a goddamn 80 
inch TV, you can sit just a little bit back. And when they go, uh, when he loses the ticket and the wolves, the wolves pick it up and then they go off the cliff and then the bird picks it up and then he goes over the waterfall. That drop, I, I've seen that in 3D and it is an amazing bit of work. So you can clearly see that that's what they were going for. They were, they were playing around with some new tech and that's one way to get everyone involved in loud music, um, intense scenes and then drop off the waterfall to put you in that, holy shit, we're going down with this bird, like a point of view type thing or POA. They do it again when they go flat top tunnel and that whole scene there I thoroughly enjoyed because as voice actors, right, I suppose they're probably limited in um, how they sound. So like take V for Vendetta, for instance, um, I'd love to talk about that movie at some point. Oh, I won't say too much. I probably will now that I've thought about it. I should write that down. When Hugo weaving Oh, well, he acts that entire movie behind a mask. Uh, that he's not even—he's not even the actual character behind the mask for the first fifteen minutes of the movie. It's someone else, and he got fired, and then Hugo had to voice over. So, if you don't have a good voice and we don't get to see your face, you have to really—well, you can't do anything. You're fucked. If you—if you—if you have an exceptional voice, and when we don't see your face, uh, you can really create a create a lot of a lot of. Mm, boom emphasis because we're not we don't see you so we really need to see how it feels and in this movie with um uh the ghost got uh the ghost the spirit of um christmas ghost on the train that is the voice of tom hanks and he is raspy sounds like he smoked 20 packs of cigarettes and maybe four bottles of scotch and just you know when he laughs and it's it's, it's classic tom hanks you know him so well that he doesn't you don't need to see his face but the effort he puts into it as opposed to the conductor who's got a clean, crisp voice or Santa who's got a deep, you know, ho-ho-ho voice, obviously. And uh, obviously the train guy, it's, it sounds like, oh, it's Castaway. It's, it's, when, it's when he's at his rat shit best in Castaway that he brings this voice out or in um, – uh, there's another Tom Hanks movie I can't think of. It's not Shop of Horrors. No, it's probably more like um, big. Might be big. Not sure, but he does it there too. So that's his, that's his that's his signature move. He's got his voice. He can he can go in and out um, of those two. So that stuff's that stuff's pretty cool. So apart from that, there's not much else. Like you've just got good animation. Sixteen years old, of course. Keep that in mind. But refreshing soundtrack no matter how many times you watch it i think aerosmith do a little elf act at the end but the bell the bell sound is crisp clean you could probably get that anywhere um but for me it just hits me right where it needs to my kids still thoroughly enjoy it and it's our tradition and um you know if you're looking for an adventure Christmas movie, we know we watch your Die Hards and your Chevy Chasers, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, and um, your Grinch, classic Grinch. Scrooge is probably one of my personal favourites. Scrooge with Bill Murray. I don't know what it is about that movie, but the Ghost of Christmas Past type stuff, uh, past, present, future, that shit. I love it. And Bill Murray's Bill Murray. It's fucking Bill Murray, you know. Uh, so, you know, if you're looking for an animation for the kids and you're over all the bullshit that comes out these days, I mean, Christmas Chronicles is, is certainly certainly nice and, and good, but it seems like they're 
point out the fact that Goldie Horn and Kurt Russell are still together and they're celebrating it on on a Netflix special. But um, I do like Kurt Russell's. Um, well, I like Kurt Russell, so I I would like it. I mean, a lot of people probably don't even know him, so they watch it once and go, "What the fuck?" But it's worth a watch. So. That's the end of me babbling on about Pole Express. I just thought I'd keep it super simple and, um, you know, it's a, it's a big Merry Christmas from me here at Chaos Movies. I'm probably going to just do some of these every now and then. I'm working on another podcast at the moment that's going to be um, specialised in guest work and, and um, chatting with people that I love. And that I think would be interesting for me and for listeners, maybe to talk about current bullshit or just talk about something that uh, resonates with me or put my feelers out there and see what resonates with others and have a fun time doing it. So as always, appreciate you listening. Polar Express, number seven on my podcast list. Uh, Have a listen, nothing new, just me talking, you listening. Thanks, guys. Catch you later.